You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report, presented by Kent Hunter. Welcome to this issue of the Church Doctor Report. This is the November-December 2019 issue, and it's a powerful, powerful edition. Our title, Pastors, A Vanishing Species, A Paradigm Shift for Missional Churches. Here we go. Did anyone see it coming? Did you ever think about the massive number of baby boomer pastors retiring? Has anyone ever asked this critical question? Why are Bible colleges and seminaries scrambling to get young adults to consider God's call to ministry? What is the issue behind the issue and the issue behind that? (laughs) Well, first, consider this. Retirement is foreign to Scripture. The Apostle Paul said it himself, Philippians 1, verse 22, As long as I am in this body, there is good work for me to do. (laughs) Interesting, he was speaking as a prisoner in jail. Now, to be fair, some pastors are not succumbing to the retirement mindset per se, but actually participating in refirement. They're taking on a different type of ministry that better suits their aging bodies or other personal circumstances. Well, that's great. But most pastors, if you privately interview them, as I have, are burned out, discouraged, tired of working so hard just to see their congregation continue to decline. And they see a non-denominational church just down the road flourishing. What is this issue behind that issue? Let's talk about mission field training. Actually, there are several issues. In the U.S. and Canada, Following an earlier pattern in Western Europe, the uh, landscape has dramatically changed. These areas of the world are now secularized mission fields. So, what is the real issue? Well, pastors, in most instances, have never been trained to be missionaries. Therefore, they are not equipped to train the church members to be missionaries. And there's an issue behind that issue. In these same countries, there has been the false notion, subtle and unannounced, that the land was Christian. For the most part, the only pastors trained in missionary teaching have been those who felt called to the mission field which was understood as somewhere over there. In truth, most pastors have been trained to manage Christians, not reach the lost. 
the denominational systems through their Bible colleges and seminaries have set pastors up for failure. No wonder at retirement age, pastors are bailing in large numbers. Now, what about the failure to attract the large number of young people training as pastors? This is a separate issue, but connected. Consider this. What younger person in their right mind would want to go through all that training to become the captain of a sinking ship, a declining church? Who would spend all that money to be trained in a system that doesn't equip you for the mission field of a secular society? Who would want to receive a salary that may not pay off the student debt loan until you're 60 years old? Any young person going through a seminary or Bible college system and facing the reality of a church today would have to be really committed, <laughs> or perhaps ought to be committed to an institution. The whole system requires a major adaptive paradigm shift. Retirement and mounting vacancies won't win the world for Jesus. <laughs> but you know what? It will get our attention and perhaps increase our willingness to reinvent a broken system. So let's look at an adaptive strategy. It's time, actually way past time, to rethink the approach to training pastors. First and foremost is the need for church leaders trained in missiology. That's the biblical teaching about missions, how to do missions, what it means to be a missionary. This concept is based on the reality that a nation has become secularized, as in the case of the United States, where 50% of the American population says that they have no affiliation with a church of any kind. This was reported by the Gallup Organization in March of 2019. And this situation is similar to other areas of the world. Based on reports on both Western and Eastern Europe, Canada, and Australia. Within the world of cyber realities, learning much of the classical disciplines is really no longer required. Greek and Hebrew nuances to scripture are easily available to pastors via the internet. Church history is most valuable to the challenge that pastors face today when it is focused on the history of missiology. For example, books like Paul Pearson's book, The Dynamic of Christian Mission, History Through a Missiological Perspective, or the book Evangelism in the Early Church by Michael Green, or the book by George Peters, the classic, called A Theology of Missions. We should equip all church leaders in mission strategy using tools like the video series, The Damascus Road, where Christians become missionaries. From an academic perspective, pastoral training should be 50% biblical doctrine and the other 50% missiology geared toward the present world. Biblical doctrine should have increased emphasis on the two areas that are known to be resurrected prior 
to every revival in history. Those two areas of biblical doctrine, number one, spiritual gifts, and number two, the priesthood of all believers. In practice, not just academic perspective, but practice, learning should coincide with candidates being discipled on the job as they learn. That's not in a classroom. It is what Jesus did. Let's talk about two tracks for pastors. With an emphasis on recruiting young adults for ministry, the church should adopt John Wesley's model of a two-tiered entry approach. Ordained pastors and what the Wesleyans call local pastors. Ordained pastors are equipped through extended Bible college or even seminary methods. Even so, the length of time should be reduced according to the focus mentioned above, but primarily on doctrine and missiology. Two focused years is enough as long as pastors have a lifelong learning worldview. That has to start right from the beginning, or they are not qualified. Now, the other type of pastor that the Wesleyans talk about is the local pastor. The local pastor concept includes a different training approach, and it has several steps. Number one, pre-certification by a pastor from a healthy, growing church. Number two, 18 months of training while working a secular job, or better yet, in a paid church position. But they don't have to move. They don't have to go anywhere. They have a family. That's fine. They stay put. Number three, supervision by a local ordained pastor. And number four, ongoing access to a specified local pastor with experience while training. Number five, local pastors are then ordained. And from the perspective of congregational members, there is no visible difference between the seminary or Bible college graduate ordained pastors and the local fast-track ordained pastors. Let's talk about the hands-on apprenticing. Another important factor for pastoral training is this hands-on discipling by an active pastor who knows and practices the six simple steps of discipling modeled by Jesus. Number one, follow me. Come follow me. Number two, I do, you watch. Number three, I do, you help. Number four, you do, I help. Number five, you do, I watch. And number six, both of us, both the discipler and the disciple, spend the rest of our lives repeating the process of multiplying disciples who become disciplers who multiply disciples. Now, anybody that's been through that system is going to disciple people in their church to do ministry. 
And this practice will replace the secular notion of volunteer efforts in congregations. Volunteerism is not biblical. Spiritual gifts discovery plus discipling is the biblical pattern. From the perspective of mission urgency, local pastors who have been Christians for, let's say, approximately 10 years and who have been active in their churches should be fast-tracked, trained in probably 18 months. Pastors in training should learn almost all of their academics online at little cost, very little cost. The demand for the gospel in an increasingly secular society, along with the shortage of pastors and the lack of mission training, warrants greater trust in God from those who are called to serve with practicing mentors and pastors as overseers. What's the point? It's multiplication. The training of pastors must return to a focus on Ephesians 4. The role is clear. Those who are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers have one primary role, and it's in Ephesians 4. That primary role is to equip God's people for the work of ministry. This basic approach restores the biblical function and reestablishes the priesthood of all believers. It requires the discovery, development, and use of spiritual gifts, which you can read about in Romans 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Corinthians 12. Unless pastors self-identify as equippers right from the beginning, they're going to remain managers of Christians in anemic churches on the mission field where they live. Now, a little bit of a sensitive issue. What about females in ministry? A biblical approach for training females in ministry should be conducted anywhere it is not already established, which in many denominations it is, but perhaps not from the right biblical perspective. If a particular branch of Christianity can't biblically justify this perspective, an alternative nomenclature should be revisited and revised to allow women who are called by God to serve in roles of ministry. And here's the real point of definition. The Ephesians 4 model of equipping reorients the role of pastors and others to equipping people for the work of ministry. And so, as Martin Luther said, your baptism is your ordination to ministry, which is irregardless to gender. What the Ephesians 4 lens changes here and provides a paradigm shift regarding the issue of women as leaders changes completely because pastors are not in charge over people. 
like a corporate model, but they are equippers of people to do the work of ministry. It changes the entire focus on whether you're a man or a woman as long as you are a discipler and equipper of ministry. Well, let's talk about how God is getting our attention. You know, sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. Why? Because God has to get our attention. And in the present system of most denominations, there is no way that churches are going to have the luxury of the present approach to pastoral leadership. The number of people signing up for ministry is dwindling rapidly. And the Roman Catholic Church has suffered this dilemma for decades, and it gets worse every year. In Protestant churches, this reality is just beginning. The American Association for Theological Schools reports a significant trend. Fewer young adults entering training programs for ministry. And as is seen in the underground church in China, a very interesting study, often when the official ordained leaders are removed, which China threw out all the missionaries from the West, when that happens, people step up and the priesthood of all believers returns as a powerful practice. And this is one very important reason why, in spite of all the resistance, the underground church in China is growing and really took off after all the Western missionaries who saw themselves as the leader of the church rather than the equipper of people were thrown out of China. And you know what? For economic reasons, the same is true in places like Nigeria and West Africa, Ethiopia and Northern Africa today. It is also observed in indigenous Christian movements in Central and South America, and even in the evangelical movement that is taking place in Russia. The one exception, Western missionaries in these areas who have been sent from the West with the old school ideas, the non-biblical approach, and they are planting churches and following methods that are exported from their home denominations, which, by the way, are rapidly declining. You see, where indigenous movements utilize homegrown lay pastors, the growth of Christianity is less hindered. Now, do challenges arise? Oh, yeah, absolutely they do. They always arise. The same is true among Western-trained Bible college and seminary graduates who use the old-style method that's not working. We all have challenges. There are pastor challenges everywhere. That's not connected to this paradigm at all. Why? Because mission, especially when you're really doing great mission work, mission is by definition messy. You want to see an example? <laughs> Look anywhere in the New Testament. Here in the West, the growth of secularization has resulted 
in the scarcity of pastors. It's amazing how God gets our attention and refocuses Christians through scriptural principles. And when they are followed, those scriptural principles, when they are followed, his kingdom grows. The bottom line, we cannot improve on God's plan. Yes, mission is messy. Get over it. Trust God. Thank you for listening to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report. If you would like to receive the written version in your email, please sign up by going to www.churchdoctor.org. If you've enjoyed this teaching, please share it with others and encourage them to subscribe. Thank you, and God bless.